Thank you for joining us today. Recent events in our nation's history have motivated people across the globe to give selflessly to those in need during difficult times. Are we as willing to give unto the Lord who fulfills all of our needs at all times? Listen in today as Pastor Draper teaches on giving to the Lord. He will be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get your pen and paper ready. Now let's listen in. I don't care how much you have, you say, I'm set. <laughs> yeah, you go set, you set to leave it to somebody else. Yeah, you, you set all right. <laughs> you, say, you say, it's mine, <laughs> just die. That land is mine, just die. It passes on down. And, and then the children don't pay the taxes and they go on to somebody else, go to the government. They can't even get along. They don't even want to pay the taxes. Then they, and, then, and then you want to assume the responsibility of the land and do right. They won't let you do right. And, and so, so the, the, the land's just lost. Somebody else get it because of foolishness and silliness. Oh, for we bought nothing into this world and it is certain we will carry nothing out. I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. Never, never. Make the, make the casket gold. Line it with gold. You put a million dollars in there. Can't smell it, can't spin it, can't touch it. I'd rather have Jesus. What is money if you got dementia? You don't know a, a dollar bill from a $50 bill. I'd rather have my mind and have Jesus. But those who give to Christ, the Lord's church, those who give to the poor and others are laying up treasures in heaven that will continue to reap eternal dividends that have lasting eternal value. The scripture says in Matthew 6, 28, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. All right, let me transition for a few more moments and we'll be done. How does one give joyfully in the midst of a global pandemic? How does one give joyfully in the midst of a global pandemic? Oh, hold on now. I got some things to share with you. How does one give joyfully in the midst of a global pandemic? Number one, you cannot experience the joy of giving to the Lord until you first give yourself to the Lord and put him first and foremost in your life. You cannot experience the joy of giving to the Lord until you first give yourself to the Lord and put him first and foremost in your life. 2 Corinthians 8, 5 says, and not only as we had hoped, but they first, look at that, they first gave themselves to the Lord. Until you give yourself to the Lord, you're going to struggle in giving. They gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. When Christ is the Lord of your life, he is the Lord over your money. When he's Lord of your, over your life, he's Lord over your possessions as well. If you do not surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you will struggle to give to him. If you do not surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you will struggle to give to him. Neither a pandemic nor anything else should hinder the joy of giving to the Lord. It is during times like these that you can really see the resilience of the saints as they rise up and give more to the Lord and to those who are in need who have been negatively impacted financially by this pandemic. You, you, you rise. Matter of fact, you see what's in people when hardships come. The, 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 the cream rises to the top when the heat is on. You see Secondly, how does one give joyfully in the midst of a global pandemic? Uh, number two, you cannot give joyfully if you do not possess a spirit of contentment. You cannot give joyfully if you do not possess a spirit of contentment. Uh, 1 Timothy 6, 
uh, 6 and 8 says, now godliness with contentment is great gain. God calls us to be godly and contented. Be content with your wife. Be content. I'm content with my wife. Don't, don't be looking at other folk and sizing them up and rolling your eyes and looking back at them. Be content with what God gave you. You think, you tell, then you get a little older and, and uh, look at, both of y'all looking older. That's right. Honey, you losing it. Well, you lost it first. <laughs> when it's love, you don't see all that. That outer beauty is a fading glory. What you want, you want the inner beauty. I'd rather have somebody that don't look so well outside. My wife is pretty, but, she, but I'd rather have somebody that's, that's just got inner beauty. They can be cute as they can be and just be as nasty on the inside as they can be. You know, you, you, you always, people, Satan will give you a spirit of discontentment and you leave that faithful husband or wife or somebody else and you grab them and you gone and, they, and, they, and they, they, they knock who knows what out of you. And I tell you, I tell you something else. You think you got something and when you get on the other side of the fence, you, you don't even have the real thing. All you got is AstroTurf. <laughs> Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. Y'all laughing because it's the truth. You went, everything that glitters isn't gold. Isn't gold. Isn't gold. You, you, you think you got somebody cute? And then all of a sudden, when they get home, they take out the teeth. They take out the hair. They take, they, they take off stuff that's fixing it up in there. And you sitting there and shout, well, where is the real person? <laughs> now, godliness with contentment is great gain. <laughs> Listen, if you got food and clothes with these, we shall be content. How many of y'all got food? How many of you got clothes? Tell these children talking about, I don't like that. Well, I say, well, I'm not buying, I'm not buying none of you. Don't, don't. Say, well, I'm not buying none of you. You get hungry enough, you eat it. You just leave it right there. Let it sit. I'm not fixing another meal till you eat what you have. You didn't buy this food. A spirit of discontentment will steal your joy. A spirit of discontentment will steal your joy. God never promised to supply all of your wants. He never promised to supply all your wants, but he did promise to supply your needs. If Christ doesn't give us another thing, he has already given us far more than we deserve. Therefore, rest in Christ. Therefore, possess peace in Christ. Therefore, enjoy contentment in Christ. Absolutely nothing or no one satisfies like the Lord Jesus Christ. Be satisfied. Be satisfied. My wife and I, we always struggle around Christmas. She, you know, she looked at me and said, well, what do you want for Christmas? I just look at her and say, I don't know. I, I, she, she looked at me and I said, well, what do you want for Christmas? We do something. She said, I don't know. I don't know. We just, we just both, I don't know. We don't even know what to give each other, you know, because, because, we, because we have everything. The, you know, the walls are there, the stuff is there. We're trying to weed out stuff, but we're we, 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 we content. We, matter of fact, the older you get, you start letting some of this stuff go. Amen. You start downsizing. You, you don't start gathering. Now, when you're young, you start gathering some things and getting this and getting that and moving a little bigger house. You got growing family and all these things. Yeah, but when you get on the other side, you're not trying to impress anybody that don't like you. You 
know, we just content with each other. We content with Christ, with our children and grandchildren doing well. We just as thankful as we can be. But we don't have to strain ourselves to going to going to Dillard's and Pat, Dillard's and Macy's and this place and that place. Try well. I don't know what he like. Does he like this color? And does he like? I'm just stressing out. We don't have that issue because we are content. Thirdly, be mindful that we are blessed to be a blessing. Be mindful that we are blessed to be a blessing. During this pandemic, some will make more money while others make less. Did you get that? Be mindful that we are blessed to be a blessing. During this pandemic, some will make more money while others make less. Therefore, be like the early church and be sensitive to those who are in need. Acts 2.45 says, And sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. One of the reasons that we need to be sensitive to the needs of others is because we are just one catastrophic event from being in need ourselves. That's why we need to be sensitive to the needs of others. All We're just one catastrophic event from being in need ourselves. One stroke away, one heart attack away, one diagnosis of cancer away. We just won. So do what you can, why you can, because you don't know what tomorrow or even tonight's going to bring in your own life. Number four, there is an inherent danger in loving money more than Christ. Ooh, there is an inherent danger in loving money more than Christ. 1 Timothy 6.10 says, for the love of money. Now stop saying money is the root of all evil. That's a lie. You're misreading scripture. It's not money. That's, it is not a sin to have money. Stop saying you don't need money. Yes, you do. You need some money. <laughs> okay? Okay? For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. The love of money brings sorrow and hardship and pain and sorrow. Let me tell you something. Idolatry is to love money more than Christ. Idolatry is to love money more than Christ, which has disastrous spiritual consequences. Idolatry is to love money more than Christ, which has disastrous spiritual consequences. The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, such as greed. Uh, love of money brings spiritual regression. The love of money brings, brings on lying. The love of money brings on cheating. The love of money brings on stealing. The love of money brings on manipulation. Y'all say, I'm going too fast. <laughs> okay, let me just back up. The love of money brings on what? Greed, spiritual regression, lying, cheating, stealing, manipulation, and deception. That's just to name a few now. That's not complete. It will also, it will also bring satanic entanglement. The love of money brings satanic entanglement. The love of money brings on sorrow. The love of money brings on pain, and the love of money brings on regret. I wished I hadn't stolen that and got caught on camera, and now the whole world see me on Eyewitness News. You know, you know they have that looting and all that's going on up there in that state. I can't think right now 
uh, wait, 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 well, up there, uh, whatever state that is, this uh, a few days ago, and, it, and they all in that store, and they just turned, I mean, somebody got, got a forklift, and a, a whole, what was it they had on that thing? A, a whole appliance was on there. They just had their boat, and the, the camera's just on, just looking at, just all the stuff, I mean, they're just taking out cases of stuff, taking out refrigerators, and wash machines, and they, they bowl in their sins. They don't even care. They don't even care. You know, when you're in confusion, you don't even care that the cameras are on you. When you love money and love stuff, you don't even care about who see. I'm ta- you know, I, I would take it behind your back, but now I'm going to take this in your face. Beloved, you are ripe to be exploited by the devil if you love money. Look at this now. There are also things that money cannot buy. Did you not know that? There are things that money cannot buy. Money, money can't buy love. Money cannot buy love. Money can't buy peace. Whole lot of folks got, they got money, but they don't have peace. Money can't buy joy. Wealthy, but no joy. Money can't buy more time. You're at the end of your life, you say, well, I'm going to give to God, and he's going to give me 15 more years. You're fooling yourself. Money can't buy more time. Money cannot buy integrity. Money couldn't buy, can't buy. And there's an integrity crisis in our land. Money cannot buy loyalty. Can't buy loyalty. Do you know what money can't buy? Money cannot buy inner beauty. Cannot buy inner beauty. Just think about that. <laughs> Some things money just can't buy. Inner beauty. Uh, money cannot buy gratitude. If it could, you parents out there would give your kids a whole lot of money so they can get thankful. <laughs> but you can give them a $1,000 bill. The next day they got their mouth poked out, if not the same day. Give them what they want in the morning, they're mad at you at night. Money can't buy gratitude. You can send them off to college. Give them all this stuff. And they, they, they won't even say, I love you. Money can't buy wisdom. It can't buy wisdom. You got some rich fools out there. Money can't buy salvation. If it could, the rich would go to heaven and all the poor would go to hell. I'm so glad money can't buy salvation. Furthermore, your money cannot save you from some things. Your money cannot save you from some things. Your money cannot save you from accidents. Your money cannot save you from hurt. Your money cannot save you from pain. Think about that. Your money cannot save you from betrayal. Your money cannot save you from crisis. In that case, the virus would have never got here. Your money cannot save you from disease. Your money cannot even save you from death. Therefore, keep Christ first in your life. Number five, be a good steward of God's possession and manage them well. Be a good steward of God's possessions and manage them well. First Corinthians 4, 2 says, moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. A steward is one who manages the possessions of others. A steward is one who manages the possessions of others. God requires believers to be faithful, trustworthy stewards of God's possessions. God requires believers to be faithful, trustworthy stewards of God's possessions. Beloved, we need to remind ourselves that everything in our possession belongs to Christ, and we will one day give an account as to how we manage his possessions. It is possible to be financially blessed by Christ and then squander the blessings because of mismanagement. 
God blessed you, but you mismanaged the blessings and you're just as broke as you could be. A pandemic is no time to be an unfaithful steward of God's possessions. Did you get that? A pandemic is no time to be an unfaithful steward of God's possessions. He's blessing you, but you're mismanaging it. You're not praying before you spend. You're not praying before you save, and you find out you got less. Number six, two more and I'm done. Believers can really rejoice in the Lord when they are debt free. Ooh, you can put your shouting shoes on. (laughs) Believers can really rejoice in the Lord when they are debt free. Therefore, make debt reduction a priority. You need this coming into Christmas because Black Friday, cyber this and small business that, all that stuff is coming and some of you are going to spend yourselves in the craziness and brokenness. Believers can really rejoice in the Lord when they are debt free. Therefore, make debt reduction a priority. Romans chapter 13, verse 7a and verse 18a says, give to everyone what you owe them. Don't duck and dodge. Pay up, pay what you owe. Pay, pay your bills. Pay them on time if you want a good credit history. Don't be slow in paying. You borrow, pay it back. You owe taxes, pay it back. You're going to lose your house. Your Uncle Sam, pay your taxes. You're going to lose your house. You'll be in jail. Pay taxes. If revenues, then revenues. Let no debt remain outstanding. Be honorable. Have integrity. Don't cheat on your taxes. Financial debt will steal your joy. Financial debt will usher in worry. Financial debt will bring on stress, fear, pressure, or marital strife. When you get in debt, Husbands and wives start fighting over money and divorce is the result of people, of couples in debt. And it, it can also cause you to even rob God. When you're in debt, you're more prone and more inclined to rob God. If you are heavily in debt, ask God for wisdom. Make a budget so you will know your salary to debt ratio. Okay. If you are heavily in debt, ask God for wisdom, make a budget so you will know your salary to debt ratio and where your money is being spent. And be disciplined when it comes to money management. Manage the funds God put in your, under your care, manage it well. The surest way to get out of debt is to put your fiscal affairs under God's divine management. The surest way to get out of debt is to put your fiscal affairs under God's divine management. Then trust him. Give your tithes to him. 10% off the top. First, by faith. You say, I'm in debt. Tithe your way out. It's not God's fault you got in debt. You mismanaged what he gave you. Now you're going to punish God and rob him. Hebrews 11:6a says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. You cannot tithe unto the Lord apart from faith in Christ. Beloved, you can count on God, but the real question is, can he count on you? Finally, the goal of life is to know Christ. The goal of of life is to know Christ, to make him known, to enjoy fellowship with him, and not pursue riches, wealth, and the pleasures of this world. Did you get it? The goal of life is to know Christ, to make him known, to enjoy fellowship with him, and not to pursue riches, wealth, and the pleasures of this world. 
Philippians 3.10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. It is not a sin to be wealthy. Again, it is not a sin to be wealthy for many biblical characters were extraordinarily wealthy, such as Job, Abraham was wealthy, Jacob uh, was wealthy, Jacob's son Joseph was wealthy, Solomon was wealthy, David was wealthy, Joseph of Arimathea was wealthy, Zacchaeus was wealthy, to name a few. Beloved, if the Lord blesses you with wealth and you did not obtain it through deception and corruption, then honor Christ with it. Refuse to feel guilty because you have it. Don't feel guilty. If you got it the right way, honest and with integrity, don't feel guilty. You don't, like you got to hide something, be thankful. Now, you don't have to be a show-off, okay? Don't be a show-off. Don't count money in the face of others and all that. And realize that you are blessed to be a blessing. Beloved, greater than possessing wealth, greater than possessing wealth, I say it again, greater than possessing riches, houses, and lands, and stuff is to know Christ and make him known. It's to know Christ and make him known. Philippians 3.10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. The goal is to know Christ. Lord, if I can make a, a, a million dollars, the goal is not to be a millionaire. The goal, you can be a millionaire without Christ. Die to go to hell. Your money can't save you. You know, I don't care how expensive your house is or the car is. They all need servicing. They all break. You can get a brand new car that can be on the side of the road tomorrow. Build your hope on things eternal. Trust God. Give to God. Love God. Do the right thing. And watch him bless you in spite of viruses and pandemics. And all God's children said, amen. God bless you. And Father, we thank you for this message. Oh, how we need this message, a challenging, a riveting message. Father, there are so many who have fallen short. You gave us this message because you want to keep us out of debt, out of financial trouble. You want us to be debt-free. And Father, if we're not, you want us to be aiming at it. So every year we're getting closer and closer to it as we make personal sacrifices and discipline ourselves and learn how to say no. Father, someone by live streaming at home needed the message. There are children who need the message. Oh, I, I wish I had these kinds of messages when I was a teenager. Lord, it's our prayer that we first come to you and give ourselves to you first and have a personal relationship with you. And then you will take care of the fiscal affairs, the finances, the children, the grandchildren, the animals, life issues and difficulties. You will work it all out because we are trusting you through it. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a good time to get to know him. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You say, I want, I want to do better with, with the Lord's resources, his, with the Lord's monies as entrusted to me. 
Start with Christ. Surrender to Christ. Come to him. Believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. Surrender to the Lordship of Christ and say, Lord, here it is. Help me to do the right thing according to your word. Give me wisdom and divine guidance. Help me not to do a good thing the wrong way. And if you give your finances to God because you've given your life to God, he will restore what the locusts have eaten. He's God enough to do that. And this message is no accident. There's room for improvement in all of our lives. You say, well, I'm set. I got it together. Uh, uh, I'm not broke. Yeah, today you're not broke. You know what? You just a moment away from losing it all. Just check out the homeless shelter and listen to some of those testimonials and you'll find out a lot of those folks before they hit hard times were doing very well and the unexpected happened. So don't lift yourself up in pride and say, well, I got this. I know what I'm doing. That's arrogant. Pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before foam. You humble yourself and say, God, I can't do this without you. And I need you now. You come to Jesus and God will work out all the things that's lacking in your life. And he will spiritually recalibrate your life and align your life with his will. The word of God is clear. We must trust God with our finances because everything we have and claim as ours belongs to him. He commands us to tithe only 10%. And even though he owns it all, he blesses us to keep 90%. Give God's way and watch what happens, not only in the universal church, but also in our individual lives. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.